To Puro Pinche Sports. I am your host, Jose, alongside my co-host, Marco, and producer, Meme. We are here for episode nine. Ah, ah, ah. How are you doing today, Marco? After that really scary growl you just did. Um, nine. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, that's, that's scary. And, well, I'm a big guy, so people usually get intimidated <laughs> right away. And then they know me, and they're like, Oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing well. Just feeling burnt today because we did take a family trip to the beach. Out to the lake, actually. And uh, the sunscreen my wife bought was cheap as fuck. So it left me red from head to belly. It didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work at all. Yeah, no. And I'm fucking... You match your shirt today. I legit match my shirt. This beautiful Kansas City Cheese Mahomes number 15 shirt, baby. I match it. Just like it's supposed to. <laughs> All right, then. Man, man, how about you, man? Doing pretty good, you know. Not doing any shameless plugs like Marco over here with Chiefs. <laughs> You're embarrassed, but, man. There's but, nothing more shameless than that, Mr. Bisky. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. At least I admit my team is bad, but I still love them. That's right. His team is so bad, they drafted Mr. Bisky and not Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking idiots. And now their backup is Nick Foles. Back to you, Chuck. <laughs> Anywho, uh, guys, last night, as of today, we are recording on June 7th. Last night was UFC 250 featuring Amanda Nunes versus Felicia Spencer. And uh, Marco, I don't know about you, but that was such a one-sided beatdown. I think Amanda Nunes should just retire and just, you know. Oh, dude. I was, I, was, I was asking for that fight to be stopped at the end of that fourth round, dude. That she was completely fucking messing her up, like, really bad. I was just like, dude, you know what? Let's talk about her heart, though, Spencer's heart. Like, for her to be taking those blows the way she was doing it, you're either stupid or you're really brave. And I think she was a little both. But it showed a testament to what she's about. And I love what uh, Nunes did at the end of the match when... Um, she held up the belt against Spencer and was like, hey, like, you're a champion too. Like, Absolutely. We awesome. remember that. In the MMA world, uh, Felicia Spencer is a former Invicta champion. But she did show her heart to, uh, of a champion. Unfortunately, her skills lacked of that. What I mean by that is that Amanda Nunes landed 132 strikes on poor Felicia Spencer. And 90 of them were to the head, 21 to the legs and she got her own hematoma you just thought it was a fucking vein just pop, you know trying to pop out of her face she was thinking a lot too uh, not as much as a <laughs> that for sure um but you know there's nothing that felicia spencer could do she didn't really control any time of the fight uh how the judges scored 50 45 50 44 and 50 44 only scoring one round 10 8 for felicia uh, Felicia Spencer is utterly ridiculous. There's multiple 10-8 rounds. You, you can argue the last round was clearly just a 10-9 because Amanda just didn't want to kill her. You know, she didn't want to treat her bad. She, it, it ain't like the Anthony Smith thing from a, f- a few weeks ago where, you know. We saw that Amanda Nunes does have a heart. She does have a heart, but she also has a power. She has a killer mentality. Like you said, Felicia Spencer, you know, hung in there as far as trying, just trying to survive. But... 
there's no surviving Amanda Nunes. You know, and talking about the judges, man, we talked about this a couple of times on the podcast, uh, past episodes, and we're gonna, and honestly, we need to hit. Their, yeah, they're legit shit. Like it's it's terrible. It's 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 ridiculous, and the UFC has to really do something about it, like soon. I know all this Corona stuff has been happening. They haven't. Well, had this time. is more on the unified MMA rules, and as long as they keep this same rules and not really adapting, like what I mentioned before. Uh, Kansas Commission tried something as far as free scoring, open scoring. Uh, we'll, that probably won't, you know, start unless it's still perfected until for like well, a few more years. I don't think it's just that, man. I think it's the actual judges, like the ones they pick and what kind of training they go to. What what are they doing? Like, how are you qualified to become a judge? Like, do you really know MMA or are you just bullshitting? I mean, this goes like, also, these are the same judges they use like, for like, boxing. Like, so. you know what pissed me off? It really pissed me off and got to, like, John Jones, Dominic Cruz, like. That no, fight. Dominic Reyes. I mean, Dominic Reyes. Sorry guys, if you saw the last episode, you know he's out here. He's out here calling Bob. I cannot <laughs> say any names today. I am so sorry. I, was just, I just didn't want you to talk about a light heavyweight versus a bantamweight. Uh, sh- yes, man, man. <laughs> He's got no words. He's too stumped too. Cue the <laughs> wah, wah, wah. How about new? You crazy Dutch bastard. Dominic, uh, Dominic Reyes, man. Like, that made me mad. Like, for sure, for sure, he won most of those rounds. So the last two. He won the first three. John Jones won the last two. And I was, you know, okay, it's a hard fight to judge, okay, whatever. But there's been many more that they have messed up on. And not a little bit. Like, they've messed up big time. They've costed people titles, things of that nature. So I hope the UFC and Dana White come up with something. And really fix this issue. Well, absolutely. But that's the judging was really not a non-factor in this fight because Amanda Nunes just... Oh, I just want to segue into it because we right, talked no, about it. I know, the, I know. Uh, I'm just saying that Nunes just utterly dominated another uh, contender. And now she has def- successfully defended both her featherweight and bantamweight what titles. What a badass, dude. Yeah, she's an amazing fighter. Um, currently on an 11-fight win streak. Just continues to put on a show. Um, let's talk about another fight in that card. Cody Garbrandt coming off three losses... Come into this fight feeling refreshed, free of mind, new coaches, a little bit of the same style, a little bit of new style. Gets that little dip into his, you know, game. And then I know, boom! One punch, baby. At the end of the second round... Rafael Sansao never stood a chance. He got cut. He got dropped, and Sansao doesn't get finished. He so, no, he's a resilient fighter for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's, he's a man. But Cody Garbrandt, a different animal. Only at the age of only twenty eight, he's only going to be twenty nine soon. You know, that's, he's so fast. And I texted you as soon as like the knockout happened. Oh, we didn't watch it together. But as soon as the knockout happened, dude, I was like, this dude has to be like top three fastest guys in the UFC. Why? Why he has three losses in a row consecutively? Talk about the new coach. That's that. Well, that's more like on that. him. More on him. To but the natural ability that he has and that he displayed, like he did last night, shows how fast and how accurate of a fighter he could be. Um, and that knockout, man, beautiful. Well, I can also say knockout that. of the year, maybe. We got to see the rest of them. But uh, yeah, we get so we, far, we so that. far, yeah. That was so that far, was a nice first. Sure. Nice. I, I don't know about that. It was clean. No, uh, no, it was clean, bro. It was clean, but no. I'm not saying it was the... No, the, who, but, bro, okay. who has a better knockout so far? 
I mean, I don't know that that walk out from the, not from that same night, Sugar Sean O'Malley on Eddie Wineland. Nah, Ooh. not better than Cody's. Not He's better a than Cody's. stiff boom, and then he just dropped dead on his back. The dude has like kind of like a Conor McGregor s him. What are you talking about? O'Malley. Um, no, that's, that's the MMA version of Post Malone, bro. What are you talking about? Too, but he kind of like that, like, like that swag, like like you know what I mean. The way he hey, man, you gotta himself. walk around with that confidence. You gotta I like walk that. around with that strut. He's a good fighter. And look, man, talk about Cody Garbrandt. You know he does have. He is coming off three losses, two of them being first round knockouts. Um, and two of those fights, we know they're to TJ Dillashaw. Um, and those, he went into those fights angry. He, you know, he made those were personal fights for him. We all know. Anyone who's watches MMA or the UFC knows the story behind that, between the TJ Dillashaw's betrayal. Uh, Cody Garbrando, he's looking after that win. He's going. He's looking for uh, another shot at the UFC bantamweight title, something he held uh, for only about a year. Uh, but now he's looking to reclaim that back. But I don't think it's his time right now. I think the time for the next Bantam, UFC bantamweight champion is. You know, we know Peter Yan is scheduled to fight Jose Aldo. People don't think Aldo deserves it because he's coming off a loss. But, you know, Aljamain Sterling, who was also on that card, yes, last night, defeating Co- Corey Sanhagen in the first round with a rear naked choke, or as Jesse the Darkness likes to call it, blood choke, because he don't breathe anymore when he gets sucked into that life. Marco, how do you how do you feel right now with the current situation as far as, you know, the Bantamweights? Do you think Cody Garbrandt should be more looking in line to get a title shot, or do you think Aljamain Sterling should get, be getting the next t- title so, shot? So, after seeing that card last night, man, how stacked is the bantamweight division right now? It's so exciting, man. It's so exciting. Me, personally, Cody coming off the first. I think we need to see more of Cody. Being in this resiliency stage, what he's going to do coming back. He just got this knockout. What is he going to do in these next fights? I think the Sterling is probably the better option. You know, when, when Aljamain Sterling first came into the scene, a lot of people were comparing him to a small John Jones. Um, and then he had some few hiccups where he did take some losses. Um one of devastating knee to uh, Marlon Rice. But uh, he's come to his own. He hasn't lost a fight since uh, essentially 2017. He's, uh, yeah, he's won a five-fight win streak right now. He's looking good. Um, I think, honestly, he should be fighting Peter Yan for the vacant yeah. uh, Bantamweight title. Now he'll say, although no disrespect to the legend, probably one of the featherweight goats. But let's be real. Until he you got knocked out by Conor, but... I mean, yeah, that happened. But, you know, <laughs> he's, he, he still did what is it. His resume still... On Dude, did you see those videos that came out? <laughs> it was like Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor like took it. Like you know how he, remember that press conference we saw the Jose Aldo fight when he took his belt and he was like, ah, oh, like you know whatever you know talking shit like Conor does. Well, they came out with some videos. I don't know if they were already out or whatever, but I was on Twitter. I was scrolling, and I was, <laughs> Conor grabbed the belt from his like assistant or whatever. I don't know who it was. Oh, you're talking on the backstage from that same night. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah, and. Jose Aldo's in the room preparing for the fire, whatever he's doing. The press doing conference, yeah. Press conference. And Connor has his belt. There's like the, whatever, like a little like a rectangle for the door like you can see through. And Connor has his belt. And he's like, has his belt. And is mocking Jose Aldo through the door. Dude, it was fucking, uh, it made me crack up, dude. Like, this dude has some balls. And then went over there and knocked him out. And what, how many seconds? It was like, what, eight seconds? Nine seconds? Thirteen seconds. Thirteen seconds. Yeah, that was a quick fight. But Jose Aldo, uh, coming off a loss to Marlon Moraes, he's getting a title shot. Suspect, but okay. Um, but, man, yeah, last night was a good card. Uh, good fights. Uh, the Sugar Sean O'Malley knocking out A. Wyland two minutes into the first round. Bam, dude. O'Malley. 
make a name. Namale. Uh, uh, he's got a long way to go still. He's probably going to barely crack the top 15. He should he should get a top 15 fighter or at least like between, you know, rank 10 to 15 in his next fight to really show what he's really capable of. And then later on, if he still pushed the same way, he's an undefeated young fighter. If he pushed the same way, he should be getting uh, tougher opponents. Maybe he, we'll see uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Cody Garbrandt. Has a lot future. of potential, dude. A lot of potential. And it, it's exciting to see how, how well he did last night and to see what's going to happen next. So with the UFC being the only sport really back um, in the U.S. market, I would say, because I know in Korea they got baseball. Uh, here we got MMA, UFC primarily, and then of course, if you want to count NASCAR as a sport, yeah, I was about to say I'm that. S- sorry, NASCAR, I'm gonna look at you right now and be like, "What do you do?" Hey, leave Ricky Bobby alone, right? Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first or last. Remember that, kids. I hope that both of you have sons, handsome, beautiful, articulate sons who are talented and star athletes, and and they have their legs taken away. I mean, I pray you know that pain and that hurt. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on us. You are not paralyzed. Yeah, well, they're still last in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But speaking of the UFC, Marco, there's been a lot of controversy coming up lately with the fighters. Very disgruntled. John Jones, Jorge Masvidal, Henry Cejudo, and now even Conor McGregor. Everyone's wanting to be cut or retire. Now, Conor McGregor retires at least once a year, so this is his time to do it, you know. So, okay. What a way to take the spotlight away from UFC 250, though, right? Uh, UFC 250's go. oh, you know what? Let me let tell people that I'm retiring. Let people talk about me, and who, what, what do you know? We're well, talking about it, Well, we're talking about him, but we're only because he's part of a group. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. His, his dispute is different from the other three that I just mentioned. Henry Cejudo. The now former uh, UFC bantamweight and flyweight champion, John Jones, the current UFC light heavyweight champion, and Jorge Masvidal, the baddest mother effer title holder, um, not a real champion. Um, they're all disputing that they want more money. Marco, in a, in a world where you have to sacrifice your body, um, where you have to get your ass whooped to earn that cash, do you think it's fair for these fighters to be calling for more money in a time where... You can say that where everyone is struggling with money. People are getting laid off. People are not, you know, being furloughed. Um, now, of course, those damn unemployed people are making more money than us employed people. But still, do you think it's right for them to be calling for this at this time? These are weird times. Um, uh, getting to your question, um, I'm kind of torn. What did, we were talking about this the other day as a private conversation. We we're talking about the UFC. What did you tell me? Like the percentage was that so the so the so the UFC comparing all their revenue, pay per view shares, live gates, everything from what they get. They own, they make a lot of money, but only about eighteen to twenty percent of what they make actually goes to their fighters. Yeah, and we'll have maybe a fact check it real quick and give yeah. us a good number. See so, what the revenue is. So that's the dispute, pretty much, is that. Jorge Masvidal, John Jones, and even Henry Cejudo, they all want more money. Now, Henry Cejudo is retired, he says, from MMA. He doesn't, he's done. He's not part of the USADA, you know, piss test thing anymore. He's vacated his titles. From a personal standpoint, uh, excluding whatever the UFC and the revenue negotiations, what, how they deal with their money, whatever. From a time standpoint, from a society standpoint, I don't think right now is the time. I know a lot of people are frustrated because, especially like, okay, we can see Connor does retire every year, whatever. 
Um, but you can see how maybe frustration and being this because he's not getting the fight he wants. Um, other fighters are not getting the fights they want. They want to fight. Obviously, they can't fight at a lot of venues. They can't do a lot of things. The UFC is very restricted. People are getting frustrated. People aren't getting paid. And it's all a troubling time. Not only for you UFC fighters, for everyone in the world. Uh, for a lot of sports. I was listening to his, uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> podcast. And we were talking about sports during the coronavirus. And they had this guy come on. And he was talking about how... Um, how sports is getting affected uh it was a sports economist and he was talking about how sports as a whole and how much money they're losing and how much money they're losing as in all uh, because sports has stopped obviously you have a lot of television contracts all this good stuff pay-per-view contracts people are I mean, sports are losing a lot of money owners are losing a lot of money and talking about the frustration so you know what ufc fighters for you to be asking for more money right now come on dude like just wait, like chill. You you make millions of dollars. You you are risking your life, but are you risking well, your life as much right now? Can we be fair? The UFC does really actually underpay their fighters. Correct. Like you know that you know most of these fighters per fight, you know, like John Jones, like they say he only makes you know base wise from his contract about five hundred k, right? That's not millions of dollars. But then you have other reports saying that overall with everything else that he makes, he makes about five mil per fight. Um, but we got to understand that this sport is not as big as the NFL. It's yep. not as big as the NBA. So I know like John Jones out there tweeting that his brothers who play for the NFL or Arthur doesn't play no more, but Chandler Jones does for the Arizona Cardinals, that they get paid better, they get treated better than compared to UFC, Dana White in the UFC. We got to remember, like we were just talking about right now, we're going through some struggles. Everyone is. The fact that the UFC is even making anything happen so that way people can even get paid is a positive. We should also take that as a positive thing. Otherwise, we are not being entertained in any way possible right now. Um, NASCAR would be the only thing anybody would watch. And I will tell you right now, I will not watch that. Why you gotta be so Anyways, but yeah, like talking about like, hearing that sports economist, he was talking about like sports losing like, I think it was like, I could be wrong, whatever. Every, every sports. 200, no, it's like in total, like sports as like, as a whole, mm-hmm. I think it's like over $240 billion so far. And that's like, that's even like just thinking about the NFL and the NBA coming back. Like that's still like included in there. Now imagine if they don't come back. I think they will. But, like, you know what I mean? I'm talking about, like, a deficit, like, and in money, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, I mean, like I said, right now I'm probably not the best time to argue about money when people are not getting money. Uh, but at the same time, too, I'll understand. Like I mentioned earlier, they, the UFC is only giving out about 18 to 20% of what they make. And this is facts. The reason I say it's facts is because they're being sued by old fighters. They're all in a big contract dispute. They all got together, and then the UFC had to disclose, that, hey, yeah, we were only... We're only giving about 20% of what we make to the fighters. But, you know, in a lot of cases, you can feel that's highway robbery, you know? But right now, we can't be worried about that. The fighters are going to be worried about that. I get it. They may, you know, sacrifice their lives. What, what was that percentage, remember? So, the fighters, they only get 17% of the revenue from wow. all fights. So, I mean, it's low. I mean, for a company that sold for $4 billion uh, recently... You know, they'll only be making about, only giving away $17 million total to their fighters, you know, this week. But you know what, guys? These fighters are responsible for their own contracts. If you guys are going to sign seven, eight fight contract deals, 
and then later on, you know, complain about money, that's your fault. You negotiated long-ass contracts. And the UFC has every right to do that to you because they don't want you jumping to Bellator to other comp- to one championship. They don't want you jumping around. You we can, yeah, and we can also argue like, all right, the UFC is probably going to have to change something because, like you said, we don't want these fighters leaving the UFC, right? Or at least Dana White doesn't want them leaving. No, the UFC either. does not want them to leave. Yeah, of course. So they're going to have to do something. Um, but as, as, now tell me, do you think it will happen? Do you think things like this will get fixed right away? Not do you at think all. it's going to take time? Not at all. Here's why. There's no union. There's no MMA union. There's no players association version of that in the in the MMA world. And so and the UFC still counts these fighters as independent contractors. They don't count them as employees. Because once the contract ends and then you're done, you like we don't you're not really part of us. You don't want to actually pay you on a regular basis. So that's why. And the UFC's not the M, Dana White doesn't want a union. Right? Because then he'll lose money. He'll lose his company will lose more money than than what they want to. And they're they're banking right now. You think he wants his pockets to be affected? Hell no. So until the fighters unionize, which they won't because they're all you know, gonna be greedy in their own way for whatever they want, and then they'll be pissed off later when they they're don't like get what boxers. They want. Yeah. The M- the, the MMA world, there's only a few real contenders. And either you're going to be fighting here in the U.S. for UFC or Bellator, or you're going to go all the way to China to fight for one championship. Otherwise, how about you sign less fight deals, not eight or seven like Jorge Masvidal and John Jones did. Fight for only three or four fights on the contract. Make that argument and then worry but, about it from there. And we think about this, right? I know it always comes down to personalities. Right? It's like the WWE, right? It comes down to personality and like how popular you get, right? Popularity is a big thing. And as far as these fighters, we talk about these contracts, right? But what are you doing for yourself to 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 put yourself on that platform? That's a that's a great point, Mark. Right? Actually, you're making up a great point. We're talking about these fighters who are setting the bar on themselves for their fights. You know who went out there and made himself a brand? Connor fucking McGregor. He did. He didn't just settle for just UFC. Yeah, when the UFC comes, he's going to be like, yeah, give me $10 million to fight. I'm down. And you know how he did that? He got the Floyd Mayweather fight along with Dana White. And then he also got Proper 12 Whiskey, which we both love out here. We love Proper 12, dog. So you know. Love you, Connor, baby. Yeah. So he's good. He's golden. You know, Forbes put him in the top, what is it, 16 of of uh, athletes being paid. And that's. He got like 100 million from that freaking Floyd No, but I'm talking about yearly. Oh, yearly. Shit. That's how well proper twelve whiskey's going. You know how? Oh, clo- I bet I bought myself a bottle. Hey, he's close to Ronaldo. Now Ronaldo actually became the first billionaire <laughs> athlete. That's amazing, right? Cristiano uh, Ronaldo, guys. In case you were just wondering who the hell we're talking about, it's my, uh, it's my idol. His man crush Monday. His man crush Monday. <laughs> the other one beside Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's that close on the on the list. So yearly. He's popping as far as not just fights because he can make a bunch of fights. And it's, also, it's really about like you're saying like how do you transform yourself? How do you build your brand? Yeah, how do you build your brand? How do you build your person to be more popular? And Joe Rogan talked about it like building your popularity. All this is about popularity. And uh, Jorge Masvidal has done a pretty good job so far. What is he going to do with it? We'll see another fight. He's like, what, what is his nickname? Fight Jesus or something like yeah, that? I forget yeah, what it's called. It's, it's awesome. It's My cool. Jo- he's popular because you can ask someone, they probably know who Jorge Masvidal is. Henry Cejudo is a triple C or uh, 
or Senor Cringe, so that's all people like to call him for his videos. And then John Jones is known for DUIs. Henry, please don't. Please, I know you're retiring, dude, but like one more fight, dude. Like I enjoy watching you so much, dude. Henry, don't take the bait, bro. You retired from wrestling at a young age. You won the gold medal. You went out on top. I actually watched that all over. Henry, I, I Henry Cejudo, you re you retired off MMA as a double champ. Retire on top. If you want to go shooting around with Mike Tyson and All Elite Wrestling and then go do some shit there or fight Ryan Garcia in a boxing match, do your thing, papas. Do your thing. Don't listen to Marco. Don't Ooh, come back for Ooh, I love this segue. Oh, hell yeah, bro. Let's get this. Let's get some real shit. What are we talking about? What was Ryan Garcia reminding you of? Oh, we're talking about Oscar De La Hoya, man. They're, 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 they're boys. Um, under uh, Golden Boy Promotions, uh, Ryan Garcia, up-and-coming young fighter. Um, uh, man, man, can you give me his record, uh, his record real quick, Ryan Garcia? Um, I believe he has something like, uh, like I think something like 20 knockouts uh, with 21 fights, something like that. Um, he's up-and-coming. He's doing really good. Now, a lot of these people don't like Ryan Garcia because he's the pretty boy. He's a great boxer, has been knocking out people in first and second rounds, except I for fuck, like two fights. I fucks with you, Ryan. I, I fucks, fucks with you, you Ryan. King Rye, bro, huge fan, bro. Um, and I've been watching you since before saw that before people thought you were going to be big. Um, me and actually my boy Tony used to watch you before you were going to be big, but that's for another day. Um, but this, this mixing, right, like we see these UFC fighters coming out. You know, wanting to fight these boxers, these boxers wanting to fight the UFC. Why? Because Connor and Floyd set the stage, dude. How much money did they make off that fight? No, no. But exactly, exactly what we we're just talking about. You know why they want to fight the boxers? Because they don't make it shit in that <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't make shit compared to boxers. Connor made a hundred mil just fighting Floyd. A hundred mil. Why do you think uh, Francis Ngannou wants to go fight uh, Tyson Fury? Why do you think Henry Cejudo wants to fight Ryan Garcia? Because at least boxing is mostly. You know, gonna pay you more millions than what you'll get in like ten fights in the UFC. That's why. And, and we can agree, boxing is not like the UFC, and UFC is not like boxing. They're two different. You know, it's different. It's different. There's a lot of good boxers in the UFC. Nate Diaz is of the world. People like that, right? People that are good with their hands. But it's not the same thing as being a boxer. Now, you put a boxer into the UFC, eh, not likely. The best transition is going to be people in the UFC coming to the I mean, if you're world. putting him out against a fighter who says, I'll, I'll stand up with you. Like, if you just said Nate Diaz right now. So, if you had Nate Diaz versus a pure boxer, yeah, Nate like, Diaz uh, will try to stand with you. Oh, dude, he'll stand with you all but day. But that pure boxer will probably knock him out. Because that man... Or win in a decision. Like, because we know Nate Diaz doesn't go down easy, bro. But, hold on, hold on. Yes, that's true. But let's also admit, too... That the striking, the precision of a boxer is more precise than an MMA fighter. Because the MMA fighter has to learn different trades. And that's crazy, right, that we think about it. Because people, and I saw uh, Mike Tyson come out on this video about, uh, he was talking about Conor, right? What he did uh, against Floyd, right? Like, oh, yeah. you win 10 rounds with the greatest boxer probably to ever live. And, uh, like, that's, that's crazy. Like, you win 10 rounds with him. And it's not like he went. Not a lot of people did. And no, no, you're right. So not like he went out in the so first round. Max Kellerman from ESPN first take said Love Connor wouldn't take. even land a punch. Connor won arguably the first two three rounds, yeah. and then hung in there. Yeah, maybe Floyd took it easy. Maybe Floyd wanted to see how it went. Floyd knew that he always had control of it. But you know what? Just, I mean, does anybody remember that hook that dropped Floyd? You know, you know, Floyd got hit a few times. You know, Connor's not a joke. 
Connor might play around, but he no, he won, hands, bro. But he's a fighter. That's why he's one of the best stand-up fighters in the UFC, dude. Yeah. So in the history of the UFC, actually. Right. So you know, going back to everything we were saying, yes, MMA fighters get your money, but you know what? Henry Cejudo versus Ryan Garcia is gonna be a sweet, sweet thing. Oh, what was Ryan's record? He's got twenty wins and seventeen KOs. Seventeen. So yeah, like twenty-one, seventeen, dude. Dude's a, f- a fucking beast. Henry Cejudo, dude. You're an amazing wrestler, dude. My respects to you, but this boy got knockout power uh-huh. and precision. Henry, man. Henry, you're hanging out with Mike Tyson in AEW, right? Have Mike teach you some pure boxing, teach you some ways, and then take some years before you just challenge Ryan. Ryan's above you right now, Henry, and I know you're confident in yourself, and you have every right to I love you, a, Henry, but... As an Olympic gold medalist, as a two-division uh, weight division champion in UFC... A lot of respect for you, but please don't try to rush this thing. Hey, what do, you, what do you think about Oscar trying to recruit these uh, UFC fighters, man? You know, Oscar and Dana White have a, have a interesting rivalry where, you know, Oscar calls Dana a cunt. Dana calls Oscar a snake. Here, my only thing is, I, I know Oscar De La Hoya is doing this to get out uh, under Dana's skin. But when these if these fighters, let's say, Golden Boy MMA continues because they only have one card. Can Oscar learn these fighters' name? Because this is the same man who called Chuck Liddell Chuck Lydell. Lydell. Oh, Lydell. Sorry, Lydell. Like, Oscar, what are you going to call? Connor McNugget? John Johnson? Henry Sehute? Oscar, le- learn some- I know you got CTE, bro, um, from all your legacy fights. Uh, but please please learn these fighters' names <laughs> before you freaking try to sign them. Dude, Oscar the Love. I love Oscar the Love. I love him too. Like, you know, he represented the Mexican uh, world very well. But you know what? But you know what? Learn these fools' names before you start recruiting them. Yeah, Oscar. He's not an MMA promoter. He's a yeah, boxing promoter. Yeah, but stick to boxing, dude. Like, get, get these players the money they deserve. Get these uh, boxers the money they deserve. Keep working with these young fighters. Keep, keep, uh, Building the Golden Boy uh, you're promotions. Gonna, like, you're going to tell me it was okay for him to put, like, two 45-plus-year-olds against each other, Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell, yeah, in a fight, like, and you thought that was going to be yeah, entertaining? Yeah, and I know the MMA, because you know what? They're all looking for the for that transition, right? The MMA to uh, to the boxing world because of the revenue it creates. So, it's understandable, but look, Oscar, just stick to Golden Boy, dude. Just stick to your shit, dude. The boxing, what you know, what you know how to do best. And stick to that for right now. Yeah, man. So please, yeah, but please learn the names. God, good hell, good <laughs> fucking hell. All right, guys. And last thing we're gonna talk about right now, Mike Tyson. We brought him up a few times. That man is getting into shape for something. That man, like, okay, he got into shape. He looks good. The man still can't rip off a t-shirt. He looks stupid as hell. Why are you kissing your own bicep? I don't know. But Mike Tyson is coming up for something. He wants a charity fight, fighting. Something. Uh, wants to freaking offer him 20 mil to fight for them. You know, apparently Tyson's uh, boys or his agents one talked to Tyson Fury about a charity fight. There are some talked about Amanda Holyfield. I mean, good hell. Yeah, and Bender Hovill is coming back, too. Like, he's been posting his, like, workout videos, stuff like that, too. So, I mean, hey, you never know. What if it is a charity fight? What if, it, what if something does happen? Mike Tyson and yeah, Vander. Like, look, man, pretty cool. You were talking about the Coronaverse. This is the fight of the Coronaverse, and we have to see Holyfield and Tyson one more time. That'd be amazing. No, and I don't know how, how I feel about That'd that. That'd be amazing. I love Mike Tyson. Dude. We understand boxing's a deadly sport, and these guys are going to try to kill each other at 55? You know, like, damn. This is a, se- this is a senior citizen discount. Can I get one, you know, for the when we order the fight or whatever? 
Just think, just think about it. What if we see Mike Tyson just bite off the other year? The other year. Then that commercial they made together about him giving back the other year <laughs> <laughs> looks bad. <laughs> I no. can't believe they made that. That's so stupid, right? Let's not do that. Let's. How about Mike? Mike, if Mike, if you want to fight, fight Chris Jericho on AEW like you've been promoting. Don't don't fight, don't fight Holyfield. Don't fight anybody in boxing, please. I don't want you to die, dude. Just imagine like wait he wait Chris Jericho. Yeah, dude. Imagine like imagine Chris Jericho putting him in the walls of Jericho, putting Mike Tyson in the walls of Jericho, and like Mike Tyson just like fucking. Huh? I was just showing you some NXT takeover matches. <laughs> you want to see Mike Tyson in a wrestling ring too? <laughs> Bro, just imagine Mike Tyson in the walls of Jericho, bro. That shit will be funny. <laughs> like, I can already... Oh. Get the fuck off me, man. Get the fuck off me. <laughs> uh, what's up, man? <laughs> don't stop me today. <laughs> no, man. I don't... Honestly, I, I'm glad Mike Tyson's getting healthy. Um, I'm glad he's getting into shape because I know he was getting a little big, almost big as me, and that's not a good thing. I'm glad he's getting in shape, but I don't know if I want to see him get in the ring anytime soon, uh, health-wise and whatever, you know. Whatever you got to say about Mike Tyson or however you feel about him, personal, for whatever he's done in his past too, like, I don't want to see him out there to get hurt, you know. All right, guys. Well, that was our episode nine. Let's uh, throw in the plugs and the show. Marco, go on, my brother. Uh, real quick, um, with everything going on, we are recording um, June 7th. Again, we talk about everything that's happened with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, everything. Guys, protest safely. Protest peacefully. Um, continue to unite, continue to do, good, do these good things, the things that need to happen. Um, and uh, we're joining y'all, like we said in the previous episode. Uh, we, we, we defend we defend, and we are with um, with this movement. That's right. And guys, keep each other safe. No rioting, no looting. Even if you are angry, don't beat up the people trying to defend it or whatever. Keep you know, Stay safe out there, guys. Just stay safe. Uh, we're here to listen. We're here to, we're behind you the whole way, and we're here to listen. And you guide us to see what we can do to help you out. Um, Marco, your plugs. You can catch me at Marcitos underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. What about you, Jose? You can catch me on Instagram at Jose Luis underscore 1990. You can follow the Puro Pinche Sports Podcast on Instagram at Puro Pinche Sports Podcast. Very long, I know. And you can follow the, uh, us on Twitter at Pete. Uh, PBS underscore podcast. Meme, your plugs. I'm on Instagram, producer Meme underscore not meme on Instagram. Once again, only Instagram. Don't listen to him, ladies. He'll fi- find him on Cameo. He'll, you'll pay for that shit. Meme, <laughs> Meme does have an OnlyFans. Y'all just don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe monthly, girls. <laughs> All right, guys, that's Budo Pizza Sports, and we are out. Marco, I swear to God. (laughs) I stopped.